Brother David remembers telling his parents he'd given up the Buddhism he'd grown up with because he'd come to know Jesus Christ. His parents tried to convince him to change his mind. They said, this religion does not belong to us. This is the religion belongs to the Western people. This is the white people's religion. You cannot accept this religion. Number one, you cannot do as my son or son. Secondly, you cannot betray the community and culture. And thirdly, our religion, we are born as a Buddhist and we will die as a Buddhist. This is our culture. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and uh, we have an extreme privilege today to be in our studio with a Christian from Tibet. Now, Tibet is a country, it's actually now a, a part of China, but it is a place where there are not very many Christians. So the, the fact that we get to have one in our studio to talk about what God is doing in Tibet is just a real blessing and a real privilege. However, because of the security concerns, as you know, if you're a regular listener to VOM Radio, uh, sometimes we have guests, we don't tell you their name or we maybe don't tell you their last name. So that's kind of how it's going to be today. We're going to refer to our friend just as Brother David. Brother David, welcome to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you very much. You have a, a pretty amazing story of how you came to faith in Christ. Let's go back to your early life. You were actually educated by the Dalai Lama. So you were in the inner circle there, connected to him. Talk a little bit about that and then how God reached you in, in that place. Well, the history begins like this. In 1959, when the China, they suddenly attacked on the Tibet and they took our country and our people, they left China. And since then, uh, we were never been able to go back to Tibet or have it as in our own independent country. So our people, they fled from Tibet and they landed in India. And India and Tibet has a, those days very good relations. And those days, during the time of Indian prime ministers, India and Tibet has an open trade border. So the relationship was very good. So when 59, the Chinese government, they attacked Tibet and took over Tibet and uh, Tibetans, they became refugees in uh, various countries of India, Nepal, and Bhutan. And our parents, they escaped from walking all the way with the Dalai Lama and uh, several other people of walking of 17 days. And they landed, they arrived in India. So you were in India along with your parents, along with the Dalai Lama. How did you get from growing up as a Buddhist to becoming a follower of Christ? Well, as I, I was born and brought up in a Buddhist family, so I have I had no clue about any other religion beside my Buddhism. So I thought that whole world is a Buddhist world. So I was living in a very small well, and I never knew that there is a, any other religion beside the Buddhist, Buddhist religion. So I was educated in the Tibetan school, 
uh, which is funded by the Dalai Lama's foundations. And and one day he came to school right after the assembly. He just pointed me out to come and see me to the principal office. Then after right after that, I joined him and I started working with him. So then when did you first become aware of the Bible and Jesus and what it meant to follow Christ? Well, I was in a very much comfortable life and good good work and good name and good company of like uh, everybody called His Holiness <laughs> in, in those days and still but then they call him as in holy, His Holiness. So a- apart from my work, I had a very a different kind of lifestyle, even though I was working with him, but I was an alcoholic and I was a, a gambler, I was a smoker, and I was doing all sort of gang fights and all. So those were all my habits of my early days because of hatred towards Chinese people, you know, that always made me a very rough because my parents, they told any all of our Tibetan colleagues used to speak and tell that you must and we must consider Chinese people are our enemies and we shouldn't spare them at any cost. They made us homeless and countryless and today we are refugee. I became really very kind of wild people and I have a, I had a no respect for the Chinese people. So I had a roommate who was a very secret Christian, very new Christian, in fact. And I ne- he never told me that he's a Christian, in fact. And But I used to watch his life. And I used to compare within my heart and myself. Uh, we are in one small room. We live two guys together, and his lifestyle is different. My life is different. And if I compare, I used to think if he's a light, I'm a dark. Wow. So that was the kind of my... I used to compare uh, myself with my friend. And I used to... I used to impress him and I used to encourage him. We are a man. Just we need to be like men and we must drink and we must enjoy life. You know, we, we do not know what happens tomorrow and let us enjoy, drink and ha- have fun. But this friend of mine who was my roommate, he, he never agreed with me. And always he refused to drink, refused to smoke, refused to do all nasty things that I was doing apart from my duty hours. And one day I, I really asked that, I, I have a, a question if, if you don't mind, can I ask you? And I asked him, why you are so different than me? And so then he told me that he's a Christian. And that was the very first day that I heard the word Christian. And I had no clue about what Christian is, who Christian is, whether it is a name of a city or whether name of a person or name of Christ or all these things. I had no idea in my mind. Then I said, what is what is Christian means? I said, you are a part of very great, good people that are meeting in a very nice place and you don't speak bad words, you don't behave ill manners and all, all these things. Then he said that we follow Jesus and that the second word, first word was Christian and second word he said that he followed Jesus. And there was another confusion to me. And I said, what is, what is Jesus? He says that Jesus is the one who forgives our sins, who gives our life, who gives us peace and who gives us fellowship. So I really wanted to know more about, I said that, is this, is this a club that you all nice people that meet? <laughs> 
And I, w- I want to come and join in this kind of group so that I can be a good person because I know that I do all these things, which is my mind says that you are doing wrong, but I still do it. I still enjoy it. My family does not like the way I live, the way I am living my life. They are tired of my life. So I said, now it's time for me that I, I, I should come and I should become like you. Is there any membership? Is there anything I need to do and sign up, sign up to become like you? This guy said, no, 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 no. It's, it's not like that, man. We meet a small group of people where we all are born again people. We all are believers in Christ Jesus. So uh, my, my curiosity was still growing. I was still interested, you know. Whatever this man was telling me was very interesting to me. And I was very much curious to know what kind of area, what kind of place this guy is the meat to be a good people. So I said, well, I, I like, I like. Because I tried all my best to spoil you, but I couldn't succeed in my mission to spoil you. So now I want to, I want to be just like you and help me out to how to become just like you. Because I have been living a very, very, very terrible, very horrible life apart from my work. So he said that, if you are interested, I would like to take you to the, one of the places that where we meet once in a week. So I decided, I, I was very happy to uh, go with him and he took me to that place where about 10 young people were gathering, all the new new believers, I would say. So I went to the, their groups and there was a, a nice time and we sat down on the floor and and they started prayer, and after prayer, then they started telling their life stories. And I was listening to their life stories of all those 10 new people, or three of them, they shared their testimony that evening. And I was listening to their testimonies, and every single word of their testimony was hitting to my personal life. And I was just thinking that my friend might have told these guys all about my a lifestyle, then, then they peop- these people are talking exactly like, who am I? So at the end of the one hour of uh, talking and exchanging about, about thoughts and dialogues and a meeting with one another, a team leader of, of the small group of the students' fellowship. So they challenged me to, if you want to follow Christ, you don't have to do anything. You just simply, you just believe in your heart. Confess by your mouth. And if you like to give your life this evening, and God will come on your life, Jesus will come in your life, and he will He will give you his peace. And uh, I, I was, in fact, I was a man that never had a peace. I was living with a very peaceful person, Dalai Lama, He's a, he's, a, he's a very peace-loving person. He's a very nice philosopher. He's a very great guy that I, I have always huge respect. But the, the second part that I was living in my life was very dark and very, very dim and very, very sad and very depressed, very anger, very anxiety, very animities, and all things were filled in my heart. So that was leading me to more violent attitude. So I was growing towards in a, such a very, very violent attitude. So that evening I said, well, I'm tired actually. 
whatever you guys have said sounds absolutely fantastic to me i never heard this kind of word in my life i've been always hearing all bad stuff bad stuff and all all the hatreds and all things and i i never 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 hear the manner the behavior the way you guys greeted me and talked me sounds fabulous to me i'm in the right place i'm in the best place and my feelings are best i never had this kind of feeling i was alcoholic and alcoholic gave me peace for 3 hours and after 3 hours i am in my own so still all anxiety still all anger still all all this kind of things was leading me so that evening i said that i am very much comfortable in this place that i never met anybody people like this that has a beautiful thoughts beautiful words gentleness i never never found i've been always lived in the very rough and tough life so that evening i prayed a very simple ordinary prayer of sinners and i repeated the prayer after the team leader and when everybody said amen the peace really came in my life my heart i really felt that something big stone has been removed from my head wow so that experience i never had in my life even i was a born buddhist i did so many rituals i went to all the other places to offering incense and butter lamps and so on to you know for the well being but i was like a dry person and the important thing was that the my roommate's personal life was like a open bible to me mm-hmm. he didn't talk about it he just lived it he never talked and it was not possible to talk and disclose also it was not possible to disclose that he's a christian but he lived a life of the righteous i would say that today that when i understand fully and he was my bible what a great reminder for those of our listeners who are living out their faith in front of family members and coworkers and classmates sometimes we are the bible for people they they don't they don't read the book they see us and how we live our lives we're talking today on voice of the martyrs radio with brother david he is from the country of tibet and david how long after you made that decision and came to faith in christ how long was it before you you hit pushback and persecution and animosity because you had left buddhism behind and chosen to follow christ uh, it took me about 6 month after 6 month when i decided that this is the man that my roommate god is good and when i gave that evening my life and i prayed a prayer of sinner and i accepted christ jesus as from my mouth as his lord and savior then we became little open to each other mm-hmm. and then we started praying together in the room and we were very secret and nobody knew that we are who we are what we do after the 5 pm after 5 pm was our time to pray so you were still living with the dalai lama yes. right in that it, it, we were still living in the campus and there was a small room like this where god was preparing our heart after attending this little fellowship 
talking with God's people. And there was a great sense in my heart that I need to learn more about God. And because being a Buddhist, being a follower of Dalai Lama, working with him for him, I was like an empty person. Like I always say that, like a candle. If you lit the candle, it burns and gives light for others. But if you see the bottom of that light, it is always dark. So that's what was my feeling. And I, I said, I want to see my life into the light of the word. And I had a great desire to study the word. And because in that little fellowship, we always discussing about the word, about the God, our spiritual nourishment, about our spiritual upliftment, how we can draw ourselves closer to God. And was that fellowship? And it was a word. Two very important things mm -hmm. that I was missing all those my days. And at that evening, I was encountered literally with these two things. And I started feeling how important is the fellowship and how important is the word that is like a guidebook, like a manual book. Every gadget gives you a manual along with that gadget so that it helps you to operate properly. We are God's instrument. And Bible is, is the manual book so that we can see clearly our lives like a mirror that where we need to improve, where we need to cut short, where we need to remove the things that is pleasing to God. So after six months, I really felt, and I shared with my friend, I, I don't want to continue this work. I just want to study the Word of God, and I must go to the Bible school. So that was my desire. And after six months, I presented my resignation. It was difficult to accept it, because there was no reason that I'm, I cannot leave and without any reason because they invested me a lot to, to educate me. So they said that, no, he, he is not going to accept your resignation without any reason until unless you present some strong reason. So I was just praying that Lord help me to leave this place and find a nice place where I can study the word of God, where I can learn more about God's word. So I heard about a small Bible school about these guys, young guys. I was just trying to get my best to get rid of this battalion. And there was a doctor in our company, in our, our battalion. He knew about that I am having some problem that I won't leave this place, but I'm not able to leave without any reason. So I was praying faithfully. Help me, God, so that I want to leave this place and I want to go to the Bible school to study your word more deeper way. I want to draw more closer to you. All these past, I've been so bad and I've been far away from you. Now I know you and I want to draw myself closer to you. So that was my hunger and desire in my heart. So doctor was a non-Christian guy. You know what he said? He said, I can help you out to get out of this place. And he said, if you come tomorrow morning and I will have some medical examination of you, I, I know that how to make you relief from here. And the next morning he 
give me a medical unfit certificate. That says clearly that this man is not physically fit to continue his job. So he has to go. <laughs> I, have, I was so happy. <laughs> I was thanking God how, how great God you are that how you open up the door for the people, those who are hungry. My friend said, because after six months, he also left. So after six months, I left before six months and he left after six months. So then I came home and I, I was very joyful and I was very happy. The peace and happiness that I never had before was there. And I, I was interested and I was eager to tell my people that who has given me this joy and happiness that was not there before with me. And, uh, but my expectation was totally wrong. When I reached home, I, I just met everybody. I just greeted everybody, and and I just said, I, "Have you have you taken a leave or what?" They asked me. No, and I said, "I have I have quit my job. Oh, my family were not very happy." And they were said, "You you are working in a such a noble place with a noble man. How can you do this? People are dying to get this kind of work, and you are there." You have become mad. Is your brain working or not? Well, my brain is working so well before then. Now it, it is working better than the before. So they said, what happened? I said, I have, because the joy I did not have before, the anxiety, the unhappiness, the anger that I was carrying all these years, and I, I'm, I'm freed from all this kind of stuff and... I'm a very happy person these days, and I won't sorry for all my mistakes that I committed in the past, and forgive me that I brought most of the time shame to you. As a son, I suppose not to do that one, but I did. And they said, what happened to you? What happened to you? They, were, they said that, what magic has happened to you? Well, I said, no magic has been done, but I have started following Christ Jesus, that who gave me this peace. I, I believe this was like a big bombshell in their minds and their heads. What? They said, this religion does not belong to us. <laughs> this is the religion belongs to the Western people. This is the white people's religion. You cannot accept this religion. And I was seriously warned at that day that, number one, you cannot do as my son or son. Secondly, you cannot betray the community and culture, and thirdly, our religion, we are born as a Buddhist and we will die as a Buddhist. This is our culture. Well, I said, in those days, when I was in the bad things I was doing and I was in a very different, I think nobody saved me. Nobody helped me. But now, when I, I accepted Jesus, that I've started believing in him and I have a great peace. I, I don't want to lose this peace at any cost. Many of us have heard when we come to Jesus, we're called to give up everything for his sake. If we've grown up in the church, it's easy to forget that following Jesus takes that kind of commitment, taking up our cross daily. But today on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio, we've been hearing Brother David's real-life example of someone who truly gave up everything when he surrendered his life to Christ. 
Stories like this one help you realize that following Jesus is costly and that knowing Jesus is the treasure that's worth everything. You can hear more stories about the cost of discipleship and the joy of knowing Jesus by visiting our archives at vomradio.net. Again, that website is vomradio.net. You can also subscribe to our podcast so that you can hear from committed brothers and sisters every single week. That's going to challenge your faith. That's going to encourage you to grow closer to Christ. Again, that web address is vomradio.net. When we left off Brother David's story, he had just told his parents about leaving the training of the Dalai Lama to follow Jesus Christ. And they basically told him, no, you can't leave Buddhism. Next week, David will share the rest of his amazing story. I know you won't want to miss that. So come back next week right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.